Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Eeyore this episode so like who's gonna be the chaotic one you know (laughs) listen I can still be chaotic I'm just a little drowsy that's true but I still got fire in me I still got fighting energy I mean so do I I'm just this episode (laughs) is just sponsored by NyQuil I guess listen I got off-brand fucking Walgreens NyQuil so you're fine with your drugstore NyQuil. It's literally the same. It was literally $10 cheaper yep. for some reason. Yeah, because so. you're not paying for the patent. Yeah, fuck that patent. Fuck that patent. Fuck your patent money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't think I was in any grave danger. I'm just saying I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you don't need to spend the money on it. It's, it's just yeah. a piece. If I can spare you one thing as a... Uh, that is it. Is don't waste your adult money on it. Hell yeah. yeah. I refuse. I won't. Good. Fuck capitalism. Thank you. Fuck capitalism. <laughs> but anyway. Welcome to Into the Welcome Twilight. Welcome to Into Twilight. We're sick babies who don't want to pay money to get better. Yeah. Listen. We want to pay money. Just not a lot of money. Just like, just like just enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Is it, a, is it so much to ask to not, like, move my head up and down and not be tired from that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, Cody, how are you doing? Um, I'm fine, besides the fact that we're Oh, are dying. you? Are you fine? <laughs> are you fine? Because when we started this call, I've never heard you sound like you were on death's door before. In the almost four years of us doing this podcast. Okay. Okay. I think we are over-exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> I will say that I'm on the other side here. I'm get, I, literally one more sleep, knocked out on fucking cold meds, and I am A-okay. I swear to God. Hmm. A few days ago, though, I was... It was deep shit. It was bad. I was fucking... It's just my... I'm all clogged, so my voice sounds bad. You're wearing clogs? But it always sounds bad. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing... <laughs> I'm wearing clogs. I'd like to perform a little number for <laughs> Please you. Please um, do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> but yeah, so my... My voice... Not great, because there's not a lot of uh, airflow going on here. Yeah. Um, but other than that, on the positives, doing pretty okay. That's good. How are you, my dude? Oh, I'm... Oh, I'm just living. My God, straight vibing. Um, if I say the same joke in two podcasts in the same hour, will you break up with me? Yes, uh, <laughs> I know what it's gonna be. All right, fine. <laughs> Do you want to make that risk? No. Do you take it? No, because we're you like you can call my bluff. No, you can call my bluff. No. <laughs> I won't. I'm okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. Um, I think here's what I'll say. I'm sick. Yes. And 
it's my anniversary and I'm in bed recording with you. So I'm great. So <laughs> right, so couldn't be better, so you like, know? That's... I'm I think I I honestly I feel like that's the most on brand, you know? Like yeah. of like yeah. I feel like that's pretty on brand actually. Yeah, um I would say so. Of like sick, yeah, always. Um working, <laughs> yeah, always. Uh right on that grind, baby. <laughs> it just never stops, you know? So, yeah, I'm I don't know. I have like a I think there's actually like a frog in my throat. I haven't really bothered to check. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um I don't know. I've I've just been carrying around a humidifier hoping that that does something. So, you know, just like live in right, just life, baby. Just like every day's a miracle, you know. Peace, oh love, gosh. happiness. So <laughs> that's where I'm at, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, I'm really excited for January to be over because it's lasted about three years. It's been 4,000 millennia I just, since January 1st. <laughs> I just don't understand why it's lasted so long. It's a nightmare, and I hate it. By the time this is up, it won't be January anymore. Hopefully we made it to then. Yeah. As long as that direct deposit hits in a couple hours, I'm good. So. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sick, but it's all good. Woohoo! Hell yeah. Um, Woo! But yes, it's, we've got, we do have more current events than we did last week, which is good news. Hell yeah. So, here we go. This is going to be an interesting one, because I have a little bit of cold medicine in me, so. Ooh. Today's going to be a fun space. Um, okay, so first up is we're going to yell about E.L. James, folks, so buckle up. Our favorite activity. I I would say, yes, I would say that this is a fun activity of ours. I would say we're particularly good at it, too. <laughs> I, I would say that it is a well-honed muscle of ours. Yeah, um, for sure. E.L. James, folks, I feel like she has done her due diligence of staying out of the news since she released that latest book of hers. Um, Which, you know, like, hasn't been in the news. Didn't really do that well, I think. Um, Just because we... Just let her die. Let her die. Like, it... it, I don't know that it made particularly any bestseller. Like, didn't... It wasn't very noteworthy. So, that's fine. Fine. Great. Now, E.L. James is making some news because of the fact that she doesn't want to be shoehorned Ugh. as being a, a dirty little author <laughs> anymore. A little smut writer. A little sex book woman. Sex book. A little sex book writer anymore. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to be baby in a fucking corner anymore. And I mean. Nobody puts E.L. James in the sex book corner. Nobody puts E.L. James. Except E.L. James. Nobody. (laughs) She did this. Nobody puts her in the fuck corner unless she fucking wants to. And she doesn't, I guess, she doesn't want to be in that fuck corner anymore. So. Imagine making 
so much money mm-hmm. off of writing Twilight fanfiction, mm-hmm. but with dildos mm-hmm. and abuse. Um, <laughs> to then do a hard pivot and be like, you know what? It's actually not for me. Yeah. I actually, mm, I want to be taken seriously as an author. It's like, bitch, no, you have all the money. You don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, that's... You could just fucking vibe. Yeah, it's... Stay in your lane. It's so weird. I, hmm. It's so weird. It's almost like that's ringing a bell for me before. It's almost like you could write, (laughs) you could write a series and then never Mm. talk about it again. Mm. And like, instead of going on Twitter and talking about students pooping on the floors and talking about your turfy opinions, you could just shut the fuck up and just live and let die. Right. But instead, (laughs) Sex Corner Woman is instead like, I don't know. I've just been, like, so nervous from moving on from Anna and Christian, who no one is talking about anymore because yeah. the movie series is over, and the only people that are talking about it are just, like, the fan bots on Twitter still. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. There are, like, other stories I want to tell, but I've been with these two for so long who the fuck care? Like, no... Right, yeah. It's like, oh, it's Valentine's Day and I'm not gonna make a billion dollars. Oh, God. no. Like, what? <laughs> oh, no. The o- I do love this, like, fictional boxing ring we've created, though, where it's, like, in one corner, E.L. James being in the sex corner. <laughs> and then J.K. Rowling being turf wizard woman. Oh, my God! <laughs> Bad opinions. <laughs> to just, like... Having internet fights that are meaningless and don't help them in any way no. and only just expose their bad opinions about things. Yeah. That's Twitter, baby. That's it. That's what all it is. It now. is. Yep. That's it. It's and it's us just watching, being like, Well, this is it. That's all it is. And there's just the Twitter overlords doing literally nothing to stop it because they're just getting it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, E.L. James, leave it alone. Please stop right. talking about yourself just because it's almost Valentine's Day. And, like, your <laughs> books are going to get, are going to make money on Valentine's Day because when people think about you, they think about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like, the, people are going to buy your books during this time of year because it goes really well with a blindfold and they don't know how else. <laughs> because when they think about BDSM, they are like, hmm, I really want to have my partner do anal with me how else do I say that oh god I can't say that I'll just get this book and they'll figure it out it's like yeah can you connect the dots because I can't tell you right so what I want E.L. James I'm sorry I don't know that your publicist can like get you out of this sex corner that you are in so yeah you're a little too deep my friend yeah but uh good on you I guess um, speaking of being in too deep, can you tell us about our next bit with Robert Pattinson? Oh, no. He did get in too deep, and that's tragic. He did. Welcome back to Robert Pattinson Corner. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Also known as the Lighthouse Corner. 
Also known as Willem Dafoe Corner. <laughs> Otherwise known as the phallic space. Yeah, the space that I reside. I've made my home here. Um, <laughs> um, so, a fun little piece from Business Insider. Robert Pattinson threw up on himself while filming a masturbation scene in the lighthouse, but it was deemed a bit too much to use in the movie. Don't it always seem to go? And just like... You saw this movie. We both saw this movie. Yep. We talked about this movie. Considering what was not deemed too much. Yeah. It must have been real bad, right? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Real gross. Like, real fucking gross. Yeah, it couldn't have just been throw up. If that's what they're right. like, oh, no. Because <laughs> that's, um, there was a lot that they decided to keep in, which was pretty 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 nasty god could you imagine first day on set trying to impress everyone your fun director your fun co-star you're just trying to have a good time with the boys on the sea first day shoot your little masturbation scene already tough ask right for sure and whilst doing it just fucking yarts on yourself nope 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 that's a hard no. That's a hard no. What a bad day. What a bad first impression. Yeah, I um, I'm good actually. I don't know that that's the first thing that I. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I want. I don't know that I want Robert Eggers to see me like that. Ever. Yeah. I don't know that I want Robert Pattinson to see me like that. <laughs> Right. And I... It's vulnerable. It's a vulnerable space. It is. And I never, ever want Willem (laughs) Dafoe to see me like that. Yeah. Because the thing... My dad? The thing about that is... (laughs) And here's the thing that dads never tell you. Oh, no. Whenever whenever you puke in front of your dad, he might act (laughs) like he forgets, but he never does. Yeah, he'll he'll harbor on that forever. And the thing about if you puke and you're masturbating, he won't even forgive. He won't forgive, <laughs> and he certainly won't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Willem especially. Yeah. You can look at that face and know that he's just been holding on to other people's secrets forever. <laughs> like, that's a beard full of secrets, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. It's a metatextually rife beard. Absolutely. So that's. Yeah. I would, uh, I would rather die instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually. Fair enough. Uh, there's, there, yeah. No thank you, actually. Oh. Can you pivot us to the pen corner? I. Please? Yes. Absolutely. Please? Um, I, it's, it's been so long since I've talked about pen. And I miss him so. Your son? My, oh, mm-mm. No. Well? Uh, no, that would. Our wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, my wife, Penn Bagley. I, what, and what a good wife, you know? What a good, like, Scorpio wife he is. Oh my god, so powerful. He's so, he's so powerful. He's so, he's such a good leader. So. Oh my god. We have a, a Marie Claire piece here. Um. And a couple of things that I want to talk about here is that the, so this is a piece 
Danielle Fowler is talking about Penn speaking out against gender-based violence. Hell yeah. Which is great. Which makes sense. I feel like a lot of the press that's been happening around Penn right now is very much counter to the acting that he's been doing in you. <laughs> right. So they're very much, and I, I think this is makes sense with him as a person too, is he's very much trying to come across of like, hey, so me and my publicist want to make sure that it's clear that me, Penn, does not endorse <laughs> uh, Joe. Hi, hello. Not a murderer. Not a murderer. Uh, not a misogynist. Like, very clear. And so a lot of the work that's been happening with him as of late is, like, trying to make clear that, like, he is campaigning for women's rights um, and a lot of things that he stands for. Um, and right. so one of the things that he went to recently was a an event in Houston discussing gender-based violence um, where, to be fair, not his best photo. He still looked very, like, Joe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he is in a disguise. Yeah. <laughs> like he is hiding from someone. He He's giving off a lot of Scorpio energy there. Um, but I think that I appreciate the fact that he's doing this work of trying to, like, even though his character is very, like, violent and abusive, um, a lot of his work right now is very much, like, he's not just talking the talk about this, but he's also trying to show allyship with this, which is great. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about how, like, um, these are important steps and they've been, you know, trying to deconstruct things that he's learned, um, which is, I don't know, it's, it's helpful work. So good yeah. on him. Go off. Yeah. Pen. Um, you know, I think that there's something to be said of saying these things on Twitter, um, but also just, like, showing up, too, which is great. Oh. Yeah. So I can respect that. Um, we have some Patreon questions. Woo! Um, so Cassandra has given us... Two different questions today. Mm. Um, and the first one, I have a, attached a link here for us to look at. Um, the first is, Cassandra has asked, have you seen the video of the actor who plays Forty talking about how Forty is not straight, never was, and never will be after a fan asked his opinion on playing a straight character? I was just wondering your opinion on it. So I've attached a link to a pink news piece talking about this information um, from James Scully. Love that. Yeah, I did not know about this until Cassandra linked it to us. Yeah. Which is dope. Yeah. Gay icon. For real. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, I, I believe there's some by energy present yeah at least within 40 yeah 40 gives off strong like sexually fluid like yeah like queer vibes to me for sure just queer umbrella vibes yeah i that tracks to me for sure um and so i 
I'm glad that that was like confirmed by not only uh, James, but it seems like as well as the the like team at you as well. Hell yeah. So I can appreciate that for sure. Gay rights. <laughs> yes. Um, the other question that Cassandra asked was also which Twilight vampire would drink 40 love and Joe first Cassandra's (laughs) Cassandra's opinion was I think Emmett Emmett's good Emmett's very good good answer yeah I they're just I think, though, that especially, like, 40 in love yeah. would annoy the shit out of Edward so quickly. So bad. That I think he would just fucking lose his marbles and go ham. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I also think... Hmm, okay. I'm leaning yes. towards I'm leaning towards the blondes. I'm thinking either <laughs> Rosalie will snap because 40 and love are too much. Yes. Um and and or Rosalie picks up on Joe as being like yeah. an absolute skeeve and is like, fuck this, yeah. like, fuck That's you. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Or Jasper feels the emotions of all of them and is like, mm-mm, nope, nope, no, 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 nope. <laughs> bad vibes, bad vibes. <laughs> and it's just like, they are too chaotic. There's too much like alcohol and substances and all these people. They need yeah. to go. Or the two of them just, like, go ham on both, like, both of them double-team them. Um, I think from that, I'm leaning more towards Rosalie, personally. Yeah, hell yeah. That's my personal opinion. I think that's a good one. Okay. Are you ready to dig in? Yes. To what, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, has been the most buckwild episode so far. It is twists and turns abound. It was so much. Now, before we get into this episode, I have very important news to share with you that I yes, that I found out by digging into some like review footage and review blogs of these episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. One of the reviews said this, which I should have realized, but I guess I just not did not like connect immediately they said before we get into this i need to say that a friend to whom i was recently describing this show immediately put together that the twins names love and 40 make a tennis pun that's awful do you ever just do you ever just fuck with tennis so much (laughs) you just fucking love tennis that you name your kids Oh. After tennis terms. Yes, we love a country club moment. Like, 
Yes, I named my twin. Sorry, my twins. Yes, I named them Golf and Cart. <laughs> golf. Golf. Hi, Golf. Golf. This is my golf? boy, Golf. I love him. He's my son. What the fuck? What? Listen, this is the same fucking Buckwild energy that I would expect from this set of parents who, one, have a shared Instagram account. True. True. A shared, a shared Instagram account. Two K. With the username Ray and Dottie send their love. True. I think that's too long for an Instagram handle, but I guess it's fine. It's illegal. It's, yeah, it's it's legal. They're calling the cops. And to have their fucking little wedding vow redo or whatever in what is basically midsummer. Exactly. This whole episode is set in midsummer. It's <laughs> my crackpot theory. No, I completely agree, which makes sense that it would only end up in a terrifying manner. Ah, oh, correct. Yes. Yes, it is it is terrifying and awful. Um and this episode is my favorite. <laughs> so Oh yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun time. Mostly because Candace, Candace is so good. Candace is the best part. Candace fucking rips. Candace owns. Candace is the best part for sure. And also because some of this is not from Joe's narration. Like, it's uh-huh. not from his point of view, which makes yeah. it better just on principle. Yeah. Which is great. That's great. Um, this episode starts off on a very, like, arguably midsummer note of just, like, some trauma <laughs> of finding out about how Candace survived from what we assumed was, like, immediate death. Um, yeah. Which is just, like, right off the bat, one of my worst fears. And I would say, like, on an evolutionary standpoint, like, a major human fear, which is just being (laughs) fucking buried alive. Yeah, awful. No thanks. And this scene of watching her, like, dig through this makeshift grave was so awful to watch Because it was just, it activated so much fight or flight in me of like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and then I have to go from that to essentially just like right away to this very unhelpful cop situation. Yeah. It was it's so rough. bad. She's like, maybe I can get a restraining order. Just, and she's <sighs> like, bitch, I almost died in a grave in the woods. Sorry, I'm not sure me what is unclear about the soil literally underneath my fingernails. <laughs> I just came from a grave. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but did you, like, take any pictures? Did you, like, take a selfie? No, f- what the fuck, <laughs> bitch? What? I'm not fucking, like... <laughs> did you, like... the gram geotag my yourself? burial. Right? <laughs> Were you on your snap map? Was that... <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't understand. Like, you're not helping. It's like, that's this is not good information. Yeah, the fact that her advice, her even, like, off-the-record advice was just like, right. yeah, he, um, if he thinks you're dead, like, stay that way, though. 
Nice, dude. So I know that, like, I know that we've basically, like, filed you dead, which means that everything that you have, like, doesn't work anymore. But, like, (laughs) living off the grid is, like, super therapeutic, though. So It's like a retreat. This is basically, like, a free retreat we've given you. Right. (laughs) You're welcome. So, like, I don't know how you'll get health insurance for your trauma, but, like, congrats, though. Yeah, so freeing. Not tied to the horrible societal norms Jesus. that we're all subject to. Ugh, what a life. Oh, my God. Anyway, this whole mute-cute of Midsummer basically <laughs> happens because everyone is getting together for Love and Forty's parents, celebrating and renewing their vows... Because love is real. Because love is so real. That's how yep. love was born. Um, at what is called a Welkins. <laughs> a Ugh. wellness weekend. No. No. Make it stop. Um, which is just I can't do it. I can't super go powerful. <laughs> which basically is code for the mom just getting high the whole time yep and everyone everyone stays in yurts yurts and wears like white billowy shirts yep pen's chest hair was everywhere in this app it was hot as fuck though (laughs) okay (laughs) okay (laughs) it was present is what it was (laughs) listen i'm telling you that short king can get it though oh my god (laughs) i'm just saying i am not disagreeing with you he is so it's honestly disrespectful (laughs) the raw uncut gem that he is (laughs) is disrespectful Yeah. yeah But he immediately, it, he whiffs it so immediately by saying anything that Joe says. I agree. I agree. Because <laughs> Joe is a little fucking nerd scamp boy. He is. Um, there are so many things about this Wellness Weekend that are powerful and I love as a viewer of this. One, that there is a literal wolf on this campus. Just hanging out, vibing. Not hurting anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> that they... There is this like circle that they do. Oh, <laughs> where they like give compliments and affirmations to each other. Yeah, and they talk about like what they want to do and their dreams and stuff. It's very powerful. Yeah. We also need to talk about because I think like right if I remember correctly, like right off the bat, like when they first get there is when Joe and Candace not like meet for the first time, but they meet as where Candace is like Amy Adam for the first time. Right. They're fit right. So that's also fun. This is super Amy Adam. weird though. Amy Adam is Candace. <laughs> so I had to like pause the TV show because Chris didn't know the backstory on Amy Adam, and that <laughs> fucked me up. That right. they just like took her name. Yeah. And made her Amy Adam. So she, like, oh, doesn't God. even exist in the storyline of this TV right. show now. Was never, yeah. 
God, reading the next book is going to be so confusing. I know. <laughs> I feel like they'll probably just make her, like, disappear or something. I don't know. Right. But I'm glad we're going to continue to make Amy Adams singular jokes, because those are very funny. I appreciate it. Um, They're really good. But, yeah, so I found that very interesting that they they decided to kind of, like, reference the book in this way yeah. as kind of like a right. nod but not really do much with it um right. but yes i just loved the scene of joe like squirming in his pants <laughs> uh, it's like am i hallucinating what the fuck is yeah this? <laughs> yeah candace has some big dick energy this entire episode i love it so much because she has all of the red cards in her hand and she's just like i just need to wait for you to fuck up which will happen Almost instantaneously, because you're Joe Goldberg, and I know you. And, like, her relationship with 40 is so fucking funny, because she's also just, like, he's an idiot. Like, at one point, when they're making out, she just, like, calls him buddy, and I think that's... Powerful. A power move. For sure. Yeah. Calling your boyfriend while he's on his way to get kombucha buddy... Is very good. She's, like, at once having extreme, like, big dick energy, but at the same time dealing with very real, very raw trauma. Because there's that time in the circle where, like, one of their rules is that to leave this, like, and, I don't know, raw, raw energy circle, you have to, like, (laughs) hug each other. And so Joe is required to, like, put his arms around Candace and she's like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-mm. she gets literal flashbacks to being buried alive. Yeah, and that was, that is obviously, like, incredibly traumatic and hard to watch. Right. Um, and so, of course, like, Love is picking up on this um, and accusing Joe of being off, which she does by reading tarot cards, which she doesn't seem to be able to do. Um <laughs> But when you're in the yurt, baby, yeah, when it shit just comes to you. Yeah, when it's yurt life, sorry, you can. <laughs> uh, What's up, MTV? Welcome to my yurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hashtag all of my Instagram posts this year with hashtag yurt life. So, yurt oh <laughs> um, life 2020. Yep. Um, I also one of my favorite things from this episode, which unfortunately goes kind of underrated given how buck wild this episode is um is the part where joe doesn't love freaks out like freaks out on joseph because of the fact that he doesn't immediately notify her when 40 ordered taco bell (laughs) to the welkins right and she's like it, it is really the catalyst for their fight it is And she's like, I'm sorry, we are in your life, and 40 ordered Taco Bell? And he's like, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, did you want something? And she's like, Joseph! (laughs) It's Taco Bell. Don't you understand? (laughs) He always does this before he relapses. (laughs) You remember? And he's like, I don't... You know. I don't understand. Like, I've never been here. Like, I don't... You guys are fucking weird. <laughs> this family is something else. Anyways, so they seem to be okay. And both of them start to, at some point, like, unpack their trauma. So Joseph starts to talk about the fact that, like, his dad 
hit him or whatever. Yeah. And then Love finally starts to talk about this, like, au pair story. And so I guess, like, I don't know. Uh, when they were, the au pair was, like, 19 or whatever and, like, abused 40. And because of the fact that there was, like, an age difference when the au pair was, like, fired she killed herself and 40 like found the body and now like 40 holds on to this trauma which has kind of been like a catalyst for his substance abuse right which makes sense yeah i guess but again i'm still on to love i don't i don't know there's something in her i there is because like this is still the scene where, like, she then takes that, like, wolf figure and, like, fucking attacks Joe's neck. Yeah. And I'm like, mmm, I don't know. And then, folks that are not watching this show, or folks that are watching this show, I need you to take a deep breath. Because... I need to present you with my favorite part of this episode. And oh, no. <laughs> what will be the only thing that I reference for the rest oh, of no. this year. <laughs> because unironically, Chris and I have started saying this to each other. No! It started ironically uh. Because we thought it was the funniest thing, and now oh. it's still mostly ironic, <laughs> but it is turned into its own joke. Oh, so, God. Joseph and Love are not ready to say I love you to each other yet. Yeah. It's, well, before we even get to this egregious moment. Please. Like, in the beginning of the episode, he's like, oh, I want to say I love you, but I'm going to wait, or whatever. Yes. So they do this, like... I love you in sign language situation is like a symbol. And then love's like, yeah, it's like I love you, but like in a super platonic, like super casual way. No homo. Don't, don't even worry <laughs> no about homo. it. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to say it yet. And that leads us to this scene. It's a little bit later. They've had all this trauma bonding, and that's great or whatever. Definitely normal. Definitely good. Yeah. It, listen, when you're in a yurt, when it's yurt life, the air is different. Yep. <laughs> the vibes are different. It's full of Taco Bell and we. <laughs> yeah. So they're not ready to say I love you to each other yet. They need something right. more, but somehow less, something Ugh. less committal. So they God. settle on something more powerful, something that harkens <laughs> back to their favorite author, Stephanie Meyer. No, that's not canon. <laughs> that's not canon. I'm Can sorry. Imagine? Joe just whips out Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Our brains would explode. I would have podcast would turn into dust. I would have an aneurysm. I would have called you immediately, full on sobbing, like non unironically sobbing, and been like, "This is the greatest piece of television I've ever seen." Like. <laughs> That's what would have happened if I was in the writer's room. Okay, anyway, so right. they decide on... Oh, I'm trying to say this with a serious face. I wolf you. Ugh. Ah! Ugh. It's so repugnant. I wolf it's you! So, 
It's so awful. It's so awful. I wolf you. Uh, hey, Allie. I wolf you. <laughs> Maybe wolf could be your always. It's so, I don't know what the deal is with like modern couples, right? Where it's like, love is just like, it's not our speed, you know? It's just like, let's just do a fun little word. Let's do a fun little word. Yeah. Wolf is your word. What a horrible mouthfeel that is. I wolf you. It's so (laughs) much. It's so awful. Why? God. Why? I emoji you. Ugh. I lamp you. Like, why? Ugh. Listen, I'm not for wishing ill will on a large group of people. 20 years from now, it's going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Me and Kylo Ren have something really special. We needed words beyond this. We decided. I'm just saying. <laughs> we needed something else. I'm just saying, straight people, you gotta figure your shit out. We needed something, and we decided it's on... It's not cute. <laughs> we needed something beyond words. And so the but. only thing that made sense was to sponsor our word. And so our word is, I hello fresh you. <laughs> and that's the only yeah. thing that made sense for me and Kylo Ren. Oh my god. Because you know 20 years from now, there's gonna be a kid named fucking Kylo Ren. Yeah, I love this just rich fiction you've created. It's, Thank you. I'm a writer by your trade. Your mind, it amazes me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, last couple things here at the end of the episode. Um, <clears throat> Joe and Candace have a standoff. They meet up in the, like, bar part of your life um, <laughs> where... Welcome to your bar, baby. <laughs> it's called the Yar or Get the Bird. Get drunk in a yurt. <laughs> Is it called the Yar or the Burt, Cody? I need to know. Uh, I love a, I love a Burt. I do. I love a Burt too. Yeah. Um, Burt's good. So they they come to the Burt, and Joe and Candace have their last like Western fucking standoff with each other. Yeah. They're both holding Cosmos, and they're like, "I'm not scared of you," and the other one's like, "I'm not scared of you either." And then they. Yeah, literally watching this, I was like, is this what Gossip Girl is? I think like, is so. This, is this Gossip Girl? If it is, I'm very interested. Yeah. Um, what a sexy intrigue. I'm into it. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's just a lot of, like, high fashion and a lot of, like, fuck you, fuck you, and then right. the episode's done, which sounds very yeah. interesting to me. When they get back, we get, like, the briefest little update on Will. It was just, like, a little whisper of an update. Yeah. Little postcard. Yeah, just a little postcard. It's um, with his fake wife. Yes. Um, who seems kind of real at this point, which is wild. Um, sure. Yeah. We also get the littlest update on Candace um, giving Beck's book to love. Like there's there's a little bit of an update there on like just right. just just some shenanigans happening. Yeah. Um, and then. An update on Henderson. R.I.P. Rip. Yep, rip. <laughs> Pour one out. Because um, the last Just time... Just kidding, he was a bad dude. No, yeah, fuck that guy. Um, 
the last time that we talked about him was about the Polaroids, but now they're investigating and thinking that maybe Henderson's death was a homicide. Ba-ba-bum. Shocker. I, I'm scared about this, right? Right. Because, like, in this episode, um, Danielle and fucking, what's her name? Ellie? Ellie, yes, have a great heart-to-heart. Yes. And they're like, I'm so- they're both like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you. Yes. We should be better, and we should have trusted each other. Sisters for life, whatever. <laughs> like, they sing the like song from Cheetah Girls, yep. They they do, it's beautiful, everyone cried, it was amazing. Yeah. But during that, they still have the photos. Yes. And Ellie's like, well, we shouldn't bring these to the police, we should just, like get rid of them yes because like what if they become some like become access somewhere and like people's names are on them whatever and so they do that they like cut them up flush them down the toilet or whatever and it's like what if this is just like more tampering with evidence and stuff and it's more just like stuff that if we all just had done this right the first time would have been crime but now that everyone's hands are in it and joe's little fucking paws are in it yeah it's like what's who's there's so many people you could frame this on now, so Joe doesn't can just walk away. Yeah, I I agree. I think that definitely is um, that definitely is tampering with evidence for sure. So I'm curious how they're gonna go from there. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to stay I'm tuned. Just stressed. I'm just stressed. <laughs> stressed for my girls. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. Because they're arguably the best characters in this show. Um, the yeah. only ones that I actually want to see good come to. So, right. um, yeah. But we will have to see when we watch next week with episode six. Oh. So we will find out from there. Um, but for now, we have some patrons to thank. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I have pulled a selection for you of some BuzzFeed quizzes. Ooh. Pull, look at some of those titles. Yeah. Okay. Why not? And I'm happy to report for the first time that we have, we have a selection of patrons from every single level. Ugh. We have, what a treat. We have $7 sponsors. We have our non-existent $10 sponsors. And then we have $15 sponsors as well. Wow. What the hell? That's pretty dope. Can you believe? I can't. But alas. (laughs) Why don't you start us off? Sure. Shout out to Rebecca Cullen. Hell yeah. Who's gonna be... Which mean girl character are you most like? Oh, damn. I'm gonna... Another early 2000s moment. I'm gonna open that in a new tab and take that later. (laughs) um a shout out to elizabeth swan who's gonna be cast an indie film and we'll give you an a24 movie to watch okay shout out to amy taylor who's gonna be everyone has an uno card that matches their personality here's yours oh damn Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> yes! <All right. laughs> um, a shout out to Mulch Gray, 
Yeah. Mulch. 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 Oh, mulch. I have to choose something so good for you. Okay. Um, mulch. Ah. Mulch, you are going to be... Everyone has a 90s TV soulmate. Find out whose yours is by planning your worst enemy's wedding. God, they're so specific. I know! <laughs> so specific. Oh, shout out to Rebecca Steele. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be... Do you sort these Super Smash Bros. characters into the same Hogwarts houses as the rest of the world? <laughs> Holy shit. There's so much meat in there. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Yeah. Who's gonna be? What kind of gummy candy are you? All right. Shout out Janae, Jasper. Pew pew pew. Who's gonna be? You need to know if you're a spoon, fork, or a knife. <laughs> you need to know. You need to know. You need to know. You need to know. You need to know, Janae. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Yes. Who's gonna be? This quiz will reveal what percent Baby Yoda you truly are. <laughs> Shout out Katie Weber. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be? Pick your favorite Disney films, and we'll give you a Timothy Chalamet movie to watch. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Shout out to Aaron Salinger, one of our $15 sponsors. Hell yes, dude. All right, who's gonna be? Let's find out which of the 18 Pokemon types you are. Okay, shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew, 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 pew. Both the Salingers. Like Peach Salander herself, making mad dough. <laughs> Give mad dough. Sal- Listen, the Salangers know what the fuck is up. They're royalty, and they should be treated as such. So, you're gonna be... Your favorite Saturday morning cartoons will determine which Kool-Aid flavor matches your personality. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love that. Can you yeah. choose a quiz for yourself, please? And thank Fuck, you. I closed it again. God damn it, <laughs> this Cody! This happens every time. Can you go first? Uh, yes, I can. Um, I this week am going to choose. I'm obviously going to choose. Uh huh. Produce a romance movie, and we'll guess what your favorite school subject is. That's very good. That's very good. I'm gonna be... I think I know one for you. <sighs> no. I think no. I know one for you. Okay. Okay. I think I know this one. I think this one's a good one for you. Everyone okay. is a combination of a Brooklyn Nine-Nine character and a Harry Styles song. Here's yours. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should both take that. <laughs> I think we should too. I'm gonna open this one and take this one. Um, but Great. not before I read our fanfiction for this week. Oh, yeah. Here's our fanfiction for this week. It is titled Gorgeous Nightmare. Um, it was written by Keeksy Keeks. And it was published on February 24th of last year. Here is the description. 
Joe is pre-trial for the murders of Peach and Beck. Locked away from his love, he meets Dr. Kiki Fox, the prison shrink. He resents the hour a day that he is expected to spend with her, but somewhere along the line, he realizes there is something all too familiar about her. And not just the fact that she happens to have the same last name as one of his fake names. A tale of manipulation and suspense. This is from chapter one, from Joe Goldberg's perspective. Hell yeah. People always are more obvious and opaque than they like to think. Watch them long enough and soon they show their true colors. She was a short brunette. Not one of my usual types, but she caught my eye when I least expected it. I hate shrinks. But Love's real fabulous lawyer advised to plea mental instability. Bullshit. Now I had to spend an hour a day in Dr. Fox's office at the other end of the prison campus. I don't suppose I even looked at her the first few times. I sat in silence and pictured being back with love in our bed with her swelling stomach that housed our baby. She tried to talk, though. Oh, how she talked. Dr. Fox, or Kiki, as she tried to insist I should call her, would try talking about anything and everything to me, but she was lucky if she got a single syllable out of me. Love's fabulous lawyer had also suggested to not talk too much, even to a shrink as confidentiality means shit in prison. I don't know what it was that piqued my interest, but it's against the advice of the almighty rich person's lawyer I started talking. Catherine, Kiki, Fox, was freshly qualified with only small-time psychiatric gigs prior to landing her big break, ugh, Hollywood mentality remains even when in prison. She wore small, fitted, colorful dresses to work in a multitude of shades with matching tights. She didn't seem like the sort to be working in a prison. But under the pastel illusion of a manic pixie dream girl, I could tell she was tough. Her long eyelashes and big blue eyes were a mere distraction. I think she at times resented the looks that in Hollywood people would nip, tuck, and die for. However, I believe other times she relished and utilized it to manipulate. Now that was very Hollywood. Did you see love yesterday, Joe? She asked, tilting her head to one side like a begging spaniel. The cutesiness was unbearable. Yes, I did. I answered in a grunting tonality. Not long until the baby arrives, is it? I met her eyes, those big blue eyes, and narrowed my own with a scowl. No, it's not. But I'm here, aren't I? Not taking care of her like I should be. End scene. Okay. There's some psychiatric drama with the shrink. Yeah, it's happening. It's all there. This has everything. <laughs> what more could you want? What more could you want? There's emotional Come manipulation. On. There's horror. There's suspense. All the hits. It's got it all, folks. You just gotta keep reading, but I'm not gonna do it for you. Because I'm sick. So. Nice. Nice. All right, well, hopefully in February, we won't be dead. We'll be yeah. alive and well. Hell yeah. And as we say in Seattle. Get big. And get whipped. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Just the saddest little woo. Woo. <laughs>
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone